0: Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 43 today. Oh, the second last episode of the season. We are actually here, and oh my God. Once again, we blew another opportunity to cover a band like Sum 41. For episode 41, we blew that, but only a small amount of people are going to get this. We could have covered Mushroomhead today, but we certainly didn't.
1: A small amount of people, does not include me. Don't know what you're talking about
0: figured as much so only one host gets the joke today i'm chris and the other one is uh
1: spacey and doesn't know where she is savannah yay that's
0: a hell of a nickname
1: it damn well is and it's completely true it's sad
0: are you gonna have that put on your tombstone one day
1: oh i'm never gonna die i'm immortal
0: we will see
1: Well, that is menacing (laughs) ominous side note um i saw somebody post something saying that it's totally okay to say have a great day but why isn't it appropriate to say, enjoy your next 24 hours? It's the I, same I, thing.
0: <laughs> one just seems yeah, more menacing and ominous than the other one does, I suppose. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but anyways, yes, this is the Write the Record podcast. So thank you very much for joining us today on this episode. We sure hope you have a lot of fun listening to music, checking out music, and especially checking out something particularly new because i mean when i say that i mean yeah maybe you've some of the albums we've covered before on the show you haven't heard before but this one i can guarantee (laughs) you haven't heard before i haven't savannah hasn't heard it for long so i mean we're listening to psychotic symphony today spelled very phonetically too psychotic symphony and their album ear gasm Uh, it's 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 a trip, I'll say that much.
1: Oh yeah, I think I've been listening to it constantly for the last three years and before then, no idea
0: well yeah uh, this one seemed to come out of the blue and then you pulled that if you hadn't pulled this out I wouldn't have heard of this but <laughs> anyways maybe we will enjoy it today so if you like what you hear today make maybe you'll hit like subscribe rate comment share follow all those things to help build up that musical community that you know we're, that we're trying to do everywhere we go we want you to be a part of it yeah. including over the audio audio platforms hit that uh, the five-star rating leave some good reviews bump us up in the charts yes, more people please. like you will find us and of course on YouTube hit that subscribe button not just because we want you to like you know subscribe to the channel but once we We hit 100 subscribers, which we're not there quite yet as recording this. But when we get there, we will be doing album giveaways, record giveaways, one record a month for every month that we're over 100 subscribers. You want to be a part of that. You get great free content. You might even get a great free record out of it. So go ahead. Hit that subscribe button.
1: Hell yeah. And keyword being free. Like, even if it's something I don't want, it's free. I'm taking it. I want it.
0: At the very least, you'll know each month which record is being given away. So even if you didn't want to be part of that particular month, no problem. Next month yeah. might be your favorite record coming up. So who knows? You never know. They'll all be randomized. And by the way, we've covered records we've covered on the show, not just yeah. random whatever records. So Yeah, you're not getting in
1: Reba McIntyre. I'm so sorry.
0: Until the day it's requested. I mean, then then it's fair game. Don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, you can before, see the glimmer in my eye. Yeah, you're getting all happy about it and just like Brooks and Dunn all over again. But, anyways, before we get too far into talking about psychotic symphony in this band that you've never heard of before, we do like to read a disclaimer to make sure that we're all on the same page about things. We're all cool. Make sure we're not being dicks. We like to discuss music and like, you know, we like to have this discussion, but we want to be cool about things. We don't want to be mean to each other. So the disclaimer that we have is as follows. The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music, music reviewers. We're simply two friends having fun discussing and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. There we go. Nice. Oh, God, just word soup already, and we're not even talking about the album yet.
1: Eventually, we're just going to have to record that and then just play it, but have the audio so off that it definitely sounds like a recording or add, like, a tape. Um, I would
0: instead like to do a cold open of the podcast immediately jumping into the album, but everything that we do in, like, the pre-album portion is subliminally going on in the background. So you're still hearing it in your subconscious <laughs> oh while we're talking about an album. And if people say, Hey, you're putting subliminal messages in your podcast. Yes. But it's just a disclaimer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick.
0: Yeah. Sorry for telling you to do nice things in your subconscious.
1: Yeah, and go pick some flowers and skip in a meadow. Go
0: touch grass, virgin. Sorry, I've I've been on the internet too long. Yeah, I was going to say, get off the internet, man.
1: (laughs) I'm also very
0: tired. We're recording this one much later than usual. So just the way it goes today. Well, while I, uh, you know, let my word soup cool down and uh, let the internet kind of like fizzle out of my brain a little bit, I'm going to go ahead and let Savannah tell you about this band that you've likely never heard of. And just a heads up, most bands we cover, all bands we cover, (laughs) have a Wikipedia page. This band has practically no footprint on the internet. So this should be interesting to hear.
1: And somebody is still paying for the website domain, even though it has been under quote maintenance for at least the three years I have known them. So that's a really long time.
0: If if that's even a joke, the thing is like that is the most drawn out, but most elaborate punchline. I swear (laughs) to God.
1: So Um, Like Chris said, there's no Wikipedia page, so I'm just going to read from the website Encyclopedia Metallum. So, Psychotic Symphony was formed in 1988 under the name Dichondras and quickly became an underground success with their comical heavy metal sound. They recorded one album under the Dichondras name before changing their name to Psychotic Symphony. They, got, they were signed to Moonstone Records and recorded three songs that were featured on the soundtrack to the B-movie Bad Channels. They even appeared in the film performing the song Manic Depresso. One of the songs recorded for the soundtrack was under the name The Ukulelians and was a polka spoof entitled Little Old Lady Polka. The band finished recording their album Eargasm in 1993, but the release was canceled due to the band breaking up in 1994. The album Eargasm finally got an independent release in 2008 should have rewritten that the grammar and that is atrocious
0: yeah you're reading directly like from the website oh. and
1: as soon as i say it i'm like uh cringe but that's that's that and um i do want to share how i found this band
0: which yeah speaking... I, was, I was gonna say considering the fact that again in the practice <laughs> there's no footprint like it's, it's a mystery how you could have just randomly stumbled on
1: Okay, so now hopefully I can tell this story properly. I am a master at telling stories out of order and incorrectly. Um, now, I I really want to listen to, like, I know if you have listened to our Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, review from season one, uh, I wasn't too, uh, I guess, nice to it, but... I do really like sort of funky music with sort of hip hop, rhyme, rap lyrics. It just has to be done in a way that is just pleasing to my ears. So I am constantly in the search of something like that. Now, that aside, I also like to look up older bands that were hits or like that were popular in the 70s and 80s and see what their later albums sound like. So I was, I was searching Blue Oyster Cult on Spotify. Now, their first album in the 90s was released in 1992 and was the soundtrack for the movie Bad Channels. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is. Didn't know it was soundtrack, whatever. So I'm skipping songs in the list and I hit the song Mr. Cool. I listened to it going, holy shit, I like this. And so my, my dad, he got me into music when I was a kid and, you know, I share stuff with him. He shares stuff with me. So I sent it to him. I said, there's no way this is Blue Oyster Cult. I'm like, is this? So I sent it to him. He's like, there's there's zero percent.
0: If that on... song was Blue yeah. Oyster Cult, yeah, that'd be such a crazy turnaround in their career. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it was the 90s, right? Crazy.
0: Even so. They're older yeah. at that point. So they're not going to take that many more yeah. chances.
1: Yeah. So I asked him and he's like, no, no way. So I'm like, okay, this is really weird. So I go back to the soundtrack page and I see that there is Bloister Cult as the artist, but there's also Psychotic Symphony. So I'm like, okay. So I type them into Spotify and I see that they have released an album, which is the album we're covering because as soon as I heard that one song, I fucking loved it. And that's it. I have been listening to that album on repeat for three years or <laughs> so.
0: And it's just funny because that's the only album you could have found. There's no like treasure trove of albums. Like, "Hmm, I wonder what this one is. Did they change on this one? No, just this one.
1: But the fact that they was actually there was just like, oh my God, thank you. Because if I had to just go to that movie soundtrack to listen to the two songs that that band has on there, I would have been so disappointed.
0: And when you originally said like a B-movie soundtrack, I thought you meant the B-movie with Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) They were on the B-movie soundtrack? (laughs) Oh, hell no. That's how they get discovered because of a fucking weird Jerry Seinfeld movie. That wasn't all that great. Oh my, oh my came God. You give it like a meme treasure trove.
1: Oh my God. I don't even think I've seen that movie, but I, I still want to see. That's about it. Yeah. I want to see bad channels, but, uh, it's not on any streaming services. And, uh, I think it was removed off of YouTube or I have to pay for it or something else. And
0: go to daily yeah. motion. Chances are they'll have yeah. it. Beautiful. They usually have all the uh, weird obscure shit that you can't find anywhere yeah. else.
1: Cause they're, in the movie performing a song and i'm just like i've seen the music video like they have a lot of like live um performance videos on youtube and some of them have been uploaded like 15 years ago so like they're they've been there for a while and um yeah one of their music i guess quote music videos is the part of them performing it in the movie and i watched it going this movie looks like it's gonna suck and i totally want to watch it
0: so oh, yeah. I guess uh, if there's anyone out there listening to this who happens to know like a decent amount about this band that we didn't just read on that article, like, please fill, fill in the as many blanks as possible. Tell Savannah specifically. Yes. I'm pretty sure she'll want to know a lot more fuck than yeah. me since I just heard about this band. Oh, fuck yeah. Fill in the blanks. Let us know what this band is all about behind the scenes.
1: Oh, um, just one more, I guess, little tidbit that I do remember that was the spoiler from last week. Um, the guitarist, uh what is his name? I forget his first name. Brian Young. Uh, nice. He was the guitarist for um, David Lee Roth's band for a brief period of time in the early 2000s.
0: That's all I know. That, that's still a pretty cool thing to have on your resume. Hell yeah. Diamond Dave himself.
1: Pretty good guitarist too, so yeah.
0: Alrighty then. Well, I guess it's time to unravel the mystery of Psychotic Symphony and finally dig into this album 13 songs long. I mean, uh, Spotify had like 16, but they're all like bonus tracks or like take two versions of songs. So we don't count those. We're just going to count the first 13, the actual 13. So we'll start with song number one. The first one Savannah mentioned, Mr. Cool.
1: Yeah. You know what? Just because I want to know what you think about an album I hold so beloved, I'm going to let you go first for a lot of these.
0: I mean, yeah, fair enough, because like, I guess there's a lot of mystery shrouded in this. Um, So blanket statement time, because the thing is, I, I tried when I was writing my review, I tried to make sure I didn't mention this more than like, once or twice, because I didn't want to keep repeating myself with notes. Yeah. But I told you off camera here that this whole album is like the bastard child of like Mr. Bungle's self-titled album and like 1980s Chili Pepper Freaky yeah. Style up the like Mofo party plan. Maybe even the self-titled album if you want to dig into that one if you're if you're a fucking chili pepper a pepperhead, I don't know what the hell they call those fans. I don't
1: know. It's like Jimmy Buffett or Parrot Heads, they're probably pepperheads.
0: I mean, you, it would make sense, right? Uh-huh. Chili heads, pepper heads, whatever. But yeah. anyways, yeah, like th- I I couldn't help but feel that way through the entire album. I tried as hard as I could not to mention in every single song. Yeah. Uh, but I did mention in this one probably like maybe one or two more coming up. But like I'm just saying this now. That is my biggest blanket statement for this entire album. Yeah. Um, And one of the first things I noticed in this song, too, is like did this band actually have a drummer and i'm actually serious did they have a drummer
1: um i couldn't tell you if they did for this album but for every live show that i've seen on youtube they definitely did
0: i i ask only because that's not a real drum set at all it's midi drums and i know that because yeah. i've used i've used computer programs with the, these exact same sounds yeah. and like i'm i, I didn't dock scores I, I i i didn't shit all over the band for it but just To me, I'm so used to the sounds and they're so tacky to actually be used on a real album. Yeah. That I am just sitting there like cringing the entire time, like, oh, this, this, this this did not age well. (laughs) I
1: I just imagine like on TV, like a split screen where you're sitting there and you're just cringing. I'm sitting there going, uh huh, uh huh, (laughs) I love this.
0: You know, again, this this is the first thing I noticed. Like, I, it didn't affect the score. So I want to, I just want to say that just, I noticed, uh, I think every, percussion section on this album is completely midi I would think and I can't imagine they had a huge budget for this album so I if you can't (laughs) afford a real drummer you're just gonna I mean even in the 90s it would have been kind of pricey to program it in maybe I don't know Uh but still yeah I can't imagine they had a gigantic budget for this yeah um I wrote this this is another kind of blanket statement too though uh this song really feels naked yeah. Uh, because, like, it feels like there's a lot of empty space in and around the instrumentals and the background and everything like that. Like, they didn't really do effective layering or anything like that, which, again, goes back to that point about did this album have a budget? Yeah. Because, like, usually in productions like this, especially with the ideas that they have going forward, would have worked better with a lot more layering to it just to kind of fill the soundscape. You don't have to overwhelm it, but at the same time just have something going on in the background. It felt like like uh, a band jamming at the front of a room with nothing behind them. It's just like, you could have went back there and filled the entire sound space, but no, you didn't like, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but yeah, like it felt weird production wise, but like, it still sounded interesting enough. It, uh, it it went in many different directions. It was entertaining at the very least, but it never really stuck any of the landings on any of the ideas it had. Like it, this feels like a jack of all trades, master of none type thing. Yeah. So it's at least entertaining. Again, I did like it. But like, I feel like the course was the better part of the track, if anything, because everything else just seemed like it tried to be a little too proggy, I guess. Yeah. A lot of prog rock kind of stylish moments in this. Uh, yeah, not not that I hated it or anything like that. But at the same time, it's just like it had multiple ideas that it never really executed properly.
1: Interesting. I definitely agree with it sounding sort of I guess like hollow in a way um, there is a part in the song where the, the music is going and then it stops and for like a couple beats and then it starts up again. But it it has always bothered me that during those beats of silence, it doesn't carry on that sort of room noise. It's just dead silent. And then it comes back in and it, it definitely seems kind of like, I don't know. it, makes me uncomfortable in a way I guess because it's just it doesn't flow it's very choppy um I do like the guitar solo in this that's sort of my blanket statement for the whole album I just I like his guitar playing I think it's cool um but yeah, I did mention something about the drums. Now that you're saying, "Oh, they sound programmed." I'm like, "Well, that's probably why I like the reverb on them. That's probably why they make me want to dance because they're fuck they're so on beat and they're so perfect that I that my head is just like, "Oh my god, these sound so good." But that's because it's that perfection that I'm I guess I'm latching onto. And uh it <laughs> totally sounds late 80s early 90s and I like it. I love
0: it. Considering that's when it was written, yeah. yeah. And again, <laughs> what what I've listed as their like obvious influences, like you could not convince me that they walked into a recording studio with a, a head full of songs that weren't even seventy percent inspired by Bungle. Yeah. You, like, it, like even the vocals sound like the, some. Sometimes they sound like they're trying to be Mike Patton.
1: See, and I had I've definitely heard. Uh, psychotic symphony before ever hearing mr bungle yeah so uh, listen when we did um the debut album a couple couple months ago 34 um fucking i don't even i need to write a list so that i can fucking archive this but um when we were listening to quote unquote it reminds me of a song on this album not reminds me like oh this is very similar but the vibe it gives me is very similar so i definitely see where you're coming from and i'm a hundred percent not surprised
0: and actually there's a song coming up in a few songs i'm just looking ahead to my notes here one of the songs reminded me like a heavier version of the girls of porn by bungle
1: Ooh. oh uh, okay i can see what you one probably that is, know that's the one i thought of too when i heard it well, or when i was we, reviewing when,
0: it when we get there let's see if we uh match on that at the very okay. least okay. we had to match on something since we've gone four weeks in a row is like oh no my, matches oh at all Oh
1: god i feel for some reason when i'm listening to this like this album in particular i'm thinking i wonder if chris can figure out what my number one is So I kind of want at the end of this review, I want to guess what your number one is and I want you to guess what mine is.
0: Well, I I know Mr. Cool be the obvious choice because you even chose that as a pick of the week once, but I'm going to say it's not Mr. Cool, but we will get there when we get there. We will. Let's jump over to song number two now, Posers. And again, I guess I'll kick it off since you want to hear my opinion so much. Damn right. Um, I do really enjoy how they have these like funky drum and bass passages and like a lot of the songs, the guitars kind of add to it too. But when they're doing like the the high end funk guitar, I don't know. It sounds like uh, I don't like that part too much because it reminds me of Dave Navarro trying to do funk music for the Chili Peppers and 95 or 96 it was yeah whenever one hot minute came out but like i don't know certain guitars just can't do funk too well like obviously these guitars are very well tuned to metal like yeah any metal that they do in this album they pull off phenomenally like actually it's probably the strong point of the album in my opinion uh but yeah i don't know drum and bass great for the funky passages the guitar not so much Um, and the, the rapping, yes. Let's talk about the rapping, shall we? Very, very cringe. (laughs) Uh, I, I get that they aren't taking themselves seriously and I'm not trying to be a Scrooge about music having fun because I'm all for it. But like, if I'm trying to be critical about it, then like... It was cringe. What can I say? I don't like their style of doing it. And obviously we've listened to goofy styles of rapping before. We've heard Mike Patton do his, we've heard the beastie boys. We've heard the chili peppers and like, there are things I can tolerate, but just the way they're doing it and the way they sound just, I, I can't get into it. Yeah.
1: I, I can, I can see that. I can agree
0: with that. Um, Speaking of the metal parts though, I do have written like uh the brief uh thrash metal passages are interesting. Uh though it just doesn't fit between the rapping verses. Something feels so off about it like and again, I'm used to things feeling off and just kind of jumping from one style to the next cuz from the bands we just mentioned, you hear that especially Bungle. Yeah. I, I I got like I wanted to try to stop saying their name in, in this fucking podcast. I've seen it like 10 times already. Yeah. But anyways. It's
1: only- it's too.
0: Yeah. And like I don't know, it it just it felt like it was trying a little too hard to do the random thing and like just to jump all over the place avant-garde. Like, I liked what the song did, but just, I don't know. It didn't, nothing transitioned really well. And yeah, they, as I said, they, they have their weird mix of influences and everything like that. There's nothing wrong with it, but like, it feels like it's going overboard on the influences and that's when the problem comes in because by all means, if you want to play on your influences, that's great. Because as I said back when we did Bush, like it's your first album uh and for all we know the last album that you'll ever hear by this band but regardless it's your first album and the best thing you can do in your first album is to play off your influences because it helps build your own style it helps to show where your sound came from and how like you know your whole sound exists yeah this is just like rehashing their influences and i don't know it goes a little too heavy for me on that
1: yeah
0: okay There's, there's not like a lot of individuality in this music it's very creative yeah. But there's no there's not really a lot of individuality because just like when I can think of nothing but those other two bands. Yeah. Like I'm 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 trying to erase it from my head and just take Psychotic Symphony as it is. Like it's yeah. hard it's really hard to do though. It's really, really hard.
1: Does it help or hurt that they're also from California? Hurt. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to help at all.
0: The other two bands are from California too. They're all from the same area. All kind of like had their own image around that time too. So yeah, that doesn't help too much, does it?
1: Yeah, no, not really. Um, For me, um, again, with the drums, maybe, I don't know. Okay, so I don't know if they're toms or if it's just keyboards, but I just imagine they're playing on coconuts. Uh, that's all I hear. I don't know what it is, but I just, I really like that in particular. Um, yodeling is not something I hear in rock songs. So that caught my attention right away. I don't know how it wouldn't. Um, I did like with, I think it's a talk box solo at the end. I think I like that. That was cool. Um, but definitely written at the turn of the 90s. Again, between the glam metal and grunge, just listening to the lyrics. Again, no lyrical breakdown. If we did, we would probably be vomiting and or laughing the entire time. But uh, but yeah, pretty much talking about, you know, how uh, glam metal is stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... I feel like there's a few different variations of metal in this album too. Like I mentioned like, you know, thrash metal passages and then yeah, the glam metal screaming and everything like that, that happens throughout the album too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because I, I do mention this later on in the album, but uh, there, there is a song coming up that to me kind of sounds glam metal-y. But in this particular track, they're kind of shitting on glam metal and the fact that you can have a million bands, but they all sound the same. You can't tell them apart. And I'm listening to the song coming up going, the fuck were you just saying back there? And what are you doing right now? A bunch of hypocrites. What the fuck is this?
0: I guess you got to play into it in order to truly make fun of it then. Sometimes, I guess. Bunch of fucking posers. (laughs) Alrighty then, we can move on I guess we can move on? Are right, you yes. to Yes, oh, 100% Because right. now that I seem to be leading the charge on the songs just because you want to hear my opinion, it's hard to yeah. know when to like kind of cut off at one point. Alright, so song number three, Gardeners from Hell, and I mean like I do like the metal portions of this track. As I said, like, I think metal is, like, the, the high point of this album for the most part. And this obviously is a clear parody of, like, the metal of the time. Like, Megadeth, Pantera, Metallica, <laughs> etc. You can hear a little bit of all three of those bands in this. And don't worry, I'm all over the shitting on Dave Mustaine train. I mean, like... <laughs> We've 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 yeah. been there, done that. Trust me, help yeah. me. If you've if you've <laughs> been here before or seen uh,
1: Chris's TikToks, yeah, there it is. Would
0: you like to see my my one man show of uh, Dave Mustaine having an argument with Bob Dylan?
1: Oh my God, no, 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 please. <laughs> Shut
0: up, You would. I know. Put you it would.
1: Be, put it behind a paywall, please. Only the most dedicated fans.
0: <laughs> Over on Kofi, I'll make a specific one-man show on Kofi. There, there you we Kofi.com go. Kofi.com write the record. Didn't mention that before. Go support us financially. Perfect. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, so it's a clear parody of metal. Like you, could, you can just tell. Especially Gardner's from hell. That just immediately came to my head. Cowboys from hell. Yeah. So like, I, may, I might be wrong, but I, I, think I'm right. Yeah. Um, at the very least, too, the funky passages are. Done pretty well in the song, too. So they're doing a good job of combining like metal and funk. Um, I really like the synth bass in the middle of this track, too. Like, yeah. it's like during the solos and everything like that, it's, it's got a great tone. It's a good idea for the bridge and it's very funky as well. There's also like um, a musical band collective i don't know what you want to call them but they're called snarky puppy and they're like a this like weird progressive jazz act and they're they're really cool and they, they have songs where they use a bass tone like that and it sounds so fucking cool so hold on, yeah
1: hold, hold on repeat that name so i may write that down in the book that i'll eventually get to listening to
0: snarky puppy
1: excellent now continue, thank you.
0: I'll have to point you in the directions of a few specific songs, too. They, yes. they, have a, they have a large, weird catalog.
1: As soon as you said "just has that sound, I'm like, hell yeah, because I gave that bass sound seven out of five stars.
0: Excellent. <laughs> Just a, a little extra for later.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, other than that, um, the ending, to me, felt very unnecessary. It's kind of an ineffective ending that didn't really need to, to bring back the vocals. I, like, it could have... Just ended like just prior to bring back the vocals, it could have ended just that way and it would have been like good for it. But I don't know. They did it a couple times in this album where just like you could have ended it one way, but you just had to drag it out a little further. And I I don't know why. Yeah. Their own choice, but I felt it was unnecessary.
1: Understandable. Um, a lot of the stuff that I have, you've pretty much said, um excuse me. Um I did write that if I ever worked for city parks, I would listen to this all day, every day. Um, I can imagine myself just driving around on one of those huge riding lawn mowers, just, you know, mowing a golf course, listening to this. Um, I I do like the music during the verse, uh, the bass and the funky guitar. Uh, again, the bass and the bridge. I like it. Um, this is the kind of music I was on the search for when I found this album. Funky rock with some hip hop feeling lyrical structure that actually sounds good and airs more on the side of rock slash metal, but like kind of has a little bit or little sort of peaks of other stuff. Um, and if the if the last song didn't scream comedy, this one definitely does. <laughs> There's is, there is nothing serious about that song and i feel like it kind of i don't know it's kind of endearing in that way where i know i don't have to take it seriously and if i want to laugh at it I don't feel bad because i'm not laughing at them because they're also laughing
0: yeah and i mean i don't think there's many points to take seriously on this album i mean there there are like what i feel are literal skits in this album at certain points (laughs) yeah oh and we will certainly get there but i mean (laughs) We those are some of those things sometimes that we debate whether or not we should cover them on the show, but they're clearly songs as well. So it's like there's yeah, no debate; like we're gonna do it.
1: They're like almost four minutes long.
0: Yeah, they're not even interludes. There's actual like full length tracks. Yeah, yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Alrighty then, we'll move on to song number four, "Ignorance." And um, I mentioned earlier, "Sounding Like the Girls uh, Girls of Porn" by Bungle. Yeah. This is the song I was talking about that sounds like the girls of porn.
1: Oh, oh. oh okay. It's not the oh, one. So it's one I was not the same of.
0: song. No, no. I mean, granted, there's a few songs that sound like songs off that Bungle album, too. But I mean, yeah. this one, like even some of the lyrical, lyrical content, Rub Myself Until I Bleed or something like that. Mm-hmm. And just lyrical content is kind of similar, too. So that's why I was like getting these vibes. of it. This is the heavier version of Girls of Porn, realistically. Yeah. Although I will say um, there's a pre-course that had these like really kind of lush vocal harmonies, like multi-layered, which I found very cool. Sounds like something Jerry Cantrell would do. Ooh, I or love like, yeah, because like, obviously, like, you know, Elaine Staley did vocals and everything like that. But Cantrell like wrote the music and all those like really massive harmonies you hear in Allison Chains music. Yeah. That's usually done by Cantrell. So yeah. and like they do that in the pre-course of this song. I'm just like, did Jerry Cantrell know this happened? Are they also showing their Allison in Chains influence on their sleeve? Just,
1: just to express my love for Jerry Cantrell. Even his solo albums are pretty good. I like them
0: they're okay not as good i think it's one of those uh, i mean i'm i'm not going to say that you're wrong i'm just going to say that like i feel it's one of the situations where the collective is better than just the piece uh, i
1: uh, i've all i've listened to more jerry cantrell solo albums than i have alice and chains whole albums so hmm. maybe a little biased <laughs> until we cover alice and chains
0: one day you never know one day Alrighty then. Uh, Yeah, so aside from the vocal harmonies too, like I didn't have a lot to write for the song. It's almost five minutes long, but it was hard for me to write too many things. Yeah. I did say that like it feels like it has some good ideas to play with. Like most of these songs do, like they have something interesting going on. But again, the execution's not done too well. Like it's almost like it doesn't know how to conclude a phrase or like transition properly. I don't know. It tries really hard to just like, you know, do the random things. Yeah. Did you catch a little burp? Break? I definitely did. Excellent. <laughs> I'm drinking carbonated water. Best choice besides beer to drink for a podcast.
1: I have beer, so I'm very surprised that this I this just let mine out of my nose. <laughs> I
0: actually have a beer in the fridge. I decided not to drink it tonight. So yeah. why is this happening? Every time I drink, you don't drink. Every time you drink, I don't drink.
1: Uh, my other half has now been leaving one beer in the fridge for me on recording nights. He's like, just in case you want it. I'm like, damn right, I want it. So
0: What a sweetheart. Damn right. All right. But, yeah, as I said, uh, just I don't know. I don't feel like the executions were done too well in this. Like, and it, it's a shame because it sounds like they're obviously very creative. They know what they're doing. They, they, they're they able to fuse styles so well. But the transitioning between them and just how abrupt things are, like, again, it feels kind of try hard to me at some points.
1: Yeah. Um, For me, I uh, I still like how funky it sounds. Um, this one, I don't think I really liked as much as the other ones thus far. Um, the music in this one is quite repetitive. I mean, we're not listening to like 15 minute rock operas or anything, but it's still sort of, I don't know, you kind of take the, the like sort of section, then repeat it, then repeat that, then repeat it again. And you're just kind of like, okay, like, I want you to offer me a little bit more, but really all I'm getting is just sort of the same thing over and over. Um, I uh, I like the entire bridge Um, the guitar the chimes I guess sort of mock broken glass I like that that was kind of interesting to hear but I do think it could have been shorter in length I like the kind of ooze and whatever the vocal stylings over the end but I do think it could have been significantly shorter
0: yeah, it didn't need to be five minutes or nearly five minutes. Yeah.
1: I'd say, like, even, like, I don't know, 410 would have probably been fine, but I didn't take note of when I would have been okay with it ending, so.
0: Yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through my notes here because, like, I know that there, there's, like, a couple of longer tracks coming up. Yeah, there's, like, two more longer tracks. Tracks like over four yeah. and a half minutes long. Yeah. And I think I had the same idea for those, like, yeah, they don't have to be as long to wrapped up earlier, just because like you you made your point earlier and you didn't really do anything to justify making that point longer. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have for ignorance. I didn't actually have a lot of notes considering it's a longer song. Likewise. already then. Song number five, Maggots with guns. <laughs> um so right at the top, one of the things I noticed was uh there's like atonal harmonies going on between the vocals and the uh, guitars and like the choir portions and everything like that, like the, the chord progressions and everything. I don't mind atonal harmonies like they purposely sound ugly. They're not supposed to sound like they fit. But like some bands know how to pull it off real well, but I don't think it was pulled off all that well here. It felt just a little too random because even with the atonal like progressions and uh, like compositions, those artists usually tend to do it in a way that still works somehow. Like, I, I'm not even certain how to explain it, but just they know what to do that, even though it sounds ugly, it's correct. But the, I don't know. This one felt like it tried to wander a little too hard into just like blindfolded territory of like, oh, here's my chord and here's the next chord over here, blah, blah, just kind of pulling them out of the air. Felt kind of strange, but meh. Um, I did say that the chorus does a lot to save this track, though, considering that I wasn't huge on the verses. Um, because they weren't all that interesting. The verses realistically weren't for me, but the course was really cool. I did enjoy it. And I also really like the, the last half of this track, minus the child vocals in there. <laughs> I don't know if that's one of the musicians. I don't know if that's an actual child, but regardless, uh, you don't do that. It's, just, it's weird.
1: It, I think.
0: It's really um, corny.
1: <laughs> I a hundred percent. Um, So I. Uh, When I used to listen to this whole album, um, I used to work overnights, and it used to be fine for me to play music through my phone, like whatever. And so I'd listen to this album, but every time it got to that part, I was like, I'm just going to turn this down a little bit until that part was over. Then I would turn it up again because it did sound a little corny.
0: Well, it lasts like 30 to 45 seconds or something along the lines of that. And it's just like, you didn't need to put this in here. You really didn't. Yeah. Um, but I do like how the last half of the track really felt kind of like dark and atmospheric in kind of like a weird way, I guess. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, it should have ended with that dark and atmospheric part because I like what it was doing. It could have just faded out and that would have been the end of the song. And like, you wouldn't have questioned it being like, oh, that was that the end of the song? Was that an end of the story? Like, it wouldn't matter because this whole album's kind of fucking weird anyway. Yeah. But they, it could have ended there, but no, they just kind of like rolled out again and kept doing more of the song for a brief time and just like, you could have had a better ending. It could have been way better, but I don't know. Again, just come back to that point of not executing properly.
1: Yeah. Okay. I. It's think like they're a
0: little trigger happy, you know. They just they want to do everything they can and just hope for the best.
1: Trigger happy. The pun of the day makes me laugh. Um, Hell yeah. So, uh, I I liked how sort of disorienting. Oh. Sorry, just to kind of go back to what you were saying about like atonal and whatever. Okay. So in the disclaimer you say we are not musicians. Sometimes I wonder what the fuck you're talking about because I am not a musician. <laughs> and when you're saying stuff like that I'm like, okay, so maybe he'll say something to give me some more context because I don't know what that means. But you did, so thank you. Um so it did sound a little disorienting with the bass and I assume keyboards. Uh a lot of the time uh, like synth and keyboards can mimic so many things that I am com- I as not a musician are completely blindsided and ignorant too so uh if I am incorrect please let me know that you heard my ignorance and correct me um I uh, did like how the bass lines um line up with the drums it kind of like I don't know, gives it more life instead of playing two different things. It's sort of just the bass gives, I don't know how to, how to say it, but it like gives, I don't know how to say it. Cause you know how, like when you play a stringed instrument, you're getting different notes, right? You're going up and down, but with drums, a lot of it is just, you're keeping the beat, you're playing the same thing. But if you're playing the bass or guitar over the drums, you're kind of giving it a note, you know what I mean? Does that make any sense?
0: In a way, it's, yeah, but but um, drums can have their own note too, because, I mean, like, you yeah. can tune your tom drums to different notes, so, like, that's that's a way, I guess.
1: I guess. I guess I'm really speaking of, like, the bass drum and the snare, kind of where it's pretty much the same. You're constantly hitting it, but if you're playing, say, whole notes on the snare and whole notes on a bass, but you're going up and down the neck of the bass, you're kind of giving that snare more life because it's not just the same. So you're just
0: just accenting those notes. Yeah, yeah. I like
1: that. I think that is a good idea. And when I hear it, I appreciate it because it just, it kind of just pushes it forward a little more than what it could be. Um, I do admit that with this song, the mental image I get is the maggot from the show Freaky Stories with an AK forty seven dressed like Rambo.
0: Now, to our American listeners who have no idea what the <laughs> hell freaky stories is,
1: Google it. It's just like it's just like a puppet maggot, but it's dressed like um, it's dressed like Rambo. Or because I have never seen Rambo, but I have seen the movie UHF with Weird Al in it. I'm just picturing Weird Al dressed like Rambo, but a maggot with an AK forty seven.
0: Yep. That went in so many different directions.
1: (laughs) You know what? If you just make a Pinterest board of all of those images, I'm sure you can kind of piece it together like a jigsaw puzzle. It's fine. Uh,
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like some of these descriptions of things I see in my head, it's a pretty good explanation on why I picked this album and why I like
0: music like this. I think the worst part is I actually I can see it in my head, too, when you describe it.
1: I know, right? It's,
0: it's a true story. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. <laughs> exactly oh my god there you go and i think it's another thing that american viewers won't get the reference uh, to. yes
1: canada,
0: Free, canada. there's an episode of freaky stories on youtube just go watch it you won't be nostalgic for it but we are hell yeah already then so we'll yeah. move on to song number six more or less the halfway point kind of sex cells. Ooh, but no oh, it's a it's a play on words here Cells in s in the c-e-l-l-s Ooh, how how something i don't know yeah i'm how... running out of words and we're only halfway through the album
1: um, this is the one that I kind of like into the girls of porn only because just to, uh, topic matter just kind of sticks in there. Okay. It. So
0: I went more instrumentally and like yeah. melodically and you're going by actual lyrical themes. Okay. Yeah. I could see how that crossed over then. Yeah. Um, I did say that there was great guitar work on this track really liked it uh, right from the intro into the little background layers added throughout the entire verse. Um, Definitely stands out for me more or less than this one so that's good to say considering I haven't said the word stand out yet so <laughs> there's a win. Uh, uh, the, the phaser effect on the vocals though is way more distracting than anything. Uh, it's like not super in your face but it's just there and unnecessary I don't know. I'm just
1: It like comes in at the beginning of every line.
0: Yeah like I don't I don't know why like people can add vocal effects for whatever reasons they want but like you would think there would at least be a reason. I think the only thing I've ever accepted as, like, aside from reverb as, like, a natural vocal effect to use that's never bothered me is distortion. Yeah. I mean, d- depending on how crispy that distortion gets because it can get be, be, like, really inaudible at times. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm fine with distortion. I'm fine with reverb. But then, like, the phaser effect, hopefully there's a good reason why you're using it. And didn't really seem like there was much of a necessary reason to use it, but whatever. That's your own choice, I guess. Yeah um and again like the previous track the back half of this one was like far more appealing to me than the first uh like the first half of the track nothing super outstanding but it did sound like i like the way it sounded overall so i i gave this one points for that because like again enjoying this one on the back half like certain parts that were happening in the beginning probably one of the more outstanding tracks i guess it's but only to a certain extents yeah I don't know what to say with a lot of this. It really is.
1: I know. Oh my God. So before recording, I was, uh, I was telling you that it's, I think it was difficult for me to review it. Like the whole album, just because like I did just want to sit here and listen to it. And it's hard to kind of pull it apart because I've passively listened to it for so long that when I have to pull it apart, I'm like, I don't I don't know what to say other than I like this, I don't like this. And I know that I've had issues with that, with albums in the past, but you know, you kind of push through it and you're like, I can, you know, talk about how the guitar is doing this, how the drums are doing that. But with this, it's just, this whole album kind, of, well, for the most part anyways, there are definite song uh, exceptions that it just kind of feels like they're, you know, typical song structure, you know, you got your first chorus, first chorus, bridge, solo, chorus, maybe a second chorus at the end, you're done. And it's kind of hard to sort of say something new when you're just like, stamp, song's done, stamp, song's done, stamp, song's done, and just kind of follows the same thing. But I mean, with this one, it, again, it sounds pretty glam medley. And like I said, at the beginning, after the protest of the song Posers earlier in the album, it's kind of odd that this does kind of have that sort of, I don't know, sheen to it. Um, I like the slap bass, whether that's keys or an actual bass, doesn't matter. Fucking love it. You know, chef's kiss. Um I did like the record scratching in the bridge. And that is something that, you know, you're not hearing all the time. So it is something that stands out, something that I can actually talk about. Um, blanket statement from this song forward, record scratches. I'm down for it. I liked it. Um, yeah, i I guess my last note is really it's definitely a product of its time, calling a woman a slut and singing suck my dick. So oh, yeah. another, another song when I listened to it at work, I would turn it down cause I knew it was coming and then I would turn it up for the solo.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, there's a couple of moments on this album that have one of those product of times. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing you gotta, I guess, just kind of accept and look past it. Like, because you can complain about all you want, but I mean, it's not going to change that it's there on the album. I mean, yeah. You can, can you just do?
1: appreciate how far we've
0: come. I mean, you know, in high school, you read like you know, Huckleberry Finn or Tom Sawyer or something like that. I mean, just because you complain doesn't mean they're going to take the n word out of the book. I mean, you, yeah, it's not a pretty word to use, but that's the literature of the time that it came from. So just you kind of got to accept it, you know. Yeah, just, it is what it is. Move on. That's yeah, it,
1: it was jarring the first time because hearing "slut," I'm like, okay, like you know, I don't like it, but I I can move past it. But just straight up hearing "suck my dick," I'm like. I'm going to turn this down every single time I listen to it cuz it's just
0: like one of those no. <laughs> no. Don't tell me what you doing <laughs> exactly. Knows. Exactly. You don't know me. Well, I was going to but now that you told me to, I'm not <laughs> going to do it. <laughs> just, oh my god, I got nothing to
1: say other than just kind of blush a little.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, that's life for you. Song number Whoa. seven, Life. Yay, there's your transition right there. you got to have at least one.
1: Uh, I like um, this song. It's
0: so funny. <laughs> it's funny because my first two notes go so well together. So my first note is, hell yeah, loving the hardcore punk feel in the first verse. Second note, well, this song ended up going all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God, did it ever. Oh because my God. I, I, obviously I didn't know that this was one of these, like, skits. Like, this one's definitely, like because you're essentially taking like the same verse and doing it in, like what three or four different styles. Something along the lines of that. Cause it's all the same lyrics going all the way through.
1: Yep. Uh, I think um, three different styles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause there was like the punk the country and then there was like an alien one, I think. Um, so, Sci-fi? so I'm just going to read, uh,
1: mine only cause I only have like three or four notes, but it definitely explains the song. Um, what you were about. So this is what it says every time it says, what you are about to hear is what it would be like if you were up for 3 days on drugs it's called life and then it plays uh it plays a song and then it's got a bunch of lyrics to it then it proceeds to demonstrate this idea on a farm in vegas and if you were a robot so it'll say what you're about to hear is what it would be like if you were up for 3 days on or on on a farm for three days on drugs. It's called Farm Life, and then it would play sort of a bluegrass for Farm Life, Vegas crooner style in Vegas Life, and just squealy robotics for Robot Life, and
0: that is the song. And my favorite part was the first part because it was a cool hardcore punk feeling <laughs> type of the track. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like I can appreciate the fun on this track too, because like out of all the songs to not take themselves seriously, this is one of the ones that takes yeah. itself the least seriously. <laughs> oh god, yes. And you know what, that's fine. Like again, I'm not a scrooge about it, and I can have fun with it, and I did enjoy it for that fact. There's not much more to say though. It's yeah. just an enjoyable halfway point of the album. I had fun with it, and you got me you got my ears perked up for the punk part, so hey, that's pretty cool. Yep.
1: Um, my last note is makes me smile at least.
0: I'm actually surprised this ended up being three minutes and 51 seconds. I always thought it was shorter. And by always, I mean the first time I listened to it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like you listen to like every time I would listen to it. And even now, I have no idea what the lyrics are of the actual little parts um something about dropping a child on his head, maybe I'm not sure. Uh, but I try and see if it matches if they sing the same thing each time. I don't think they do, but I'm sure one day I'll figure it out. Um, but uh, but yeah, listening to each part and then seeing those almost four minutes, you're like, there's no way. How is that a thing? But if you think about it, each part is probably what? Oh, I guess it would be like a minute. But then each each like um, with the uh, I I'm completely losing my words out of my brain and I apologize for everyone who's completely turned this off by now. Um,
0: like the narrator?
1: Yeah, the ne- That's it. So the narrator is probably about thirty seconds. The song is probably about thirty seconds. So you don't really lose the attention because by the time you do, they're onto a new thing. Onto a new thing. So.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all I really have to say about it, because, I mean, it, it was fun. It was interesting. It's hard to take as a song. It's more of a skit to me, but at the same time, it, it works. Whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. Yep. yep. righty then. We'll move on to song number eight, straightforward, Cake Fuck. <laughs> this reminds me of Cake Farts.
1: Oh, my God. What?
0: You're going to have to Google Cake Farts after we're done here. That's your homework for the night. Okay, Let's I will. Get but- this done.
1: I will, but I ain't writing that down in my book. All right. You don't
0: have to. That's fine. I didn't write it in my notes either. But just cake fuck reminds me of cake farts, and my god, is it funny? All righty. <laughs> Depending on who you are. Anyways, um, I do really love the guitar in this. Uh, it, the, it's like a lot of fun to go through. Um, I appreciate that this was for the most part an instrumental track. It like yeah. gave the instrumentals like you know a chance to shine for once. Not that I'm hating the vocals or anything, but just like. There's obviously a lot going on behind the scenes, even if it isn't like super huge layered. It has like a minimal production feel type to it. But you can hear what they're doing. They're having fun. They don't have to follow vocal melody. So, yeah, they're just having fun. I appreciate that. It sounds cool. So it was nice to have this like little instrumental break here on the album. I didn't anticipate we're going to hear one, but here we are.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, This has to be the beginning of Side B. Like there is no way that it's not, especially coming after life like that has to be the the way that it ends seems like it trails off the a side of the record and then this one starts b which is awesome um now i i don't want to give too much away uh but i do have a note and it is all in capital letters it says there is so much in this song that i like excuse me um i love 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 how funky the horn section is I When I heard it the first time, did not expect it, and again, I used to listen to this at work, had a coworker come up to me going, what the fuck are you listening to? Because I'm listening to metal, then I'm listening to some sort of jazzy, funky horns. Fucking love it. Oh, I'm so into it. Uh, I could listen to the song on loop forever. Uh, the bridge into the end of the song with the percussive, like, I'm assuming is the percussive hitting of the bass. Uh, love it. Fabulous. And I like how it slowed down and was sort of moderately jazzy and then yelled, fuck you, and then got right back into it. And I love that. Oh, I love it.
0: Such a fan of this song. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fun things going on in this one. Really enjoyable. And again, just without the vocals, you're just able to, like, kind of really appreciate everything else they have going on. Because I said, they're creative. Like I said, they, they don't really have, like, their own unique individual image because again of all their influences that are very clearly on display but at the same time to play music like this you have to be a creative person you yeah. have to be like really like good at these styles and they clearly are so this song is a good display of that
1: yeah i agree
0: all then we'll move on to the longest song on the album this time number nine brain dead yeah. um I do like the synth work on this track a lot, uh, more so than some of the other songs. Minus that, like one synth bass I commented on before, I like that a lot. Even yeah. though that that kind of uh, that's kind of here in this track, if I'm not mistaken, I just I'm having a hard time remembering. But anyways, yeah, it kind of keeps the uh, the uh, the track alive and going like in the background, so that's really cool. I like that. <laughs> like okay, I wrote this next note and. I feel like I remember what I was trying to get at. This is more or less a joke, though. I said, why is this track? Not what, but why? <laughs> okay. I'm... Oh, wait, no, that's the next song. Never mind. That's... I'm reading ahead of my notes here. Jesus Christ. Well,
1: well, just just so you know, for that note, I agree.
0: <laughs> Excellent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll try to elaborate on that when I get through. That's why I was a confused. I'm like, I don't remember anything like that in this song. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, although I, with this song, uh, my next note is just talking about how this one also feels naked like the other ones kind of did like, you know, yeah. minimal in the background, not enough layering going on. Just, I don't know. Like, again, is it a budget thing? Is it that they just kind of use all their creativity on their own instruments type thing rather than like thinking what can go into the background of a track? Like, I don't know. It It's not that it bothered me a whole lot, but I feel like they could have done so much more with it. Like this production could have benefited a lot more from like multi layering and everything like that. It could have been so much fun, mm-hmm. and because of that, like it kind of led to this song for me being a bit of a sleeper. Yeah. Um, like it ha- like, Don't get me wrong. Once again, this song has good ideas scattered throughout it, like most other songs do. Uh, but this band could really use some help constructing something that flows a lot better. I guess. <laughs> Even if it's like random experimental compositions, I, I get that it doesn't necessarily have to be like the perfect ending or flow to a song. But at the same time, the bands who do this do it well because like they have a lot more of this inkling or lack of a better word, I guess. They have this idea in their head of like how a song can conclude properly, especially given the mood of the song and just what it does. This They could use a little help with that.
1: Yeah interesting see this is why i wanted you to go first i i sit here and i feel like i'm listening to a professor just speak i'm like okay yeah
0: do not insult professors
1: it's interesting interesting <laughs> i'm
0: not of the Ivy League
1: uh, that's that's fine any any attempt at flattery for you is just dying flat so um first off the what tremolo effect at the beginning very pleasing to my ears uh i find the main riff very catchy and the keyboards kind of sound eerie which i guess kind of fits uh because it kind of made me feel a little disoriented uh the song is like seemingly about being in an institution so i don't know i i found that the keys they they sounded very necessary because like you said it would sound very flat and empty without them, which I guess in your opinion, they kind of sounded flat and empty with them as well.
0: Even but, though I did like the the synths altogether and the strings. Yeah, I did enjoy it that part of the track.
1: Yeah. But I, but imagine if they were gone, it would just be like white wall, you know, it would just, yeah. it, would, it wouldn't have a lot of depth. So I'm glad that they can kind of add that with the keyboards, which is nice. Um, Now I find that the guitar riff, now I don't, I can't really tell if the song is a chorus or if it's just a different segment, which when we're doing albums and sort of uh, songs like this, it's kind of feels like they're made of in like little parts rather than verse and chorus. And I know that kind of negates what I said earlier about sort of the song structure. But with this one, I wasn't sure if it was the chorus, but the guitar riff under the solo and what I think is the chorus kind of rolls like driving through the Appalachian Mountains. That's kind of what I got with that, because the guitar is kind of like, um, uh, if I could, if I could actually sing it on key, I would. But I hear it in my head, but it's kind of like, uh. It, it it does its little riff and then restarts it and then restarts it. So it kind of feels like it's going up and then down and up and down and up and down with its music. So I don't know. I don't know how to explain that because again, disclaimer, not a musician, not even a functioning human being. So I apologize for that. But that is what I thought about this song. And I definitely ruined my part uh, with my pun. And I could have just said that I was brain dead. So.
0: you could have you lost your chance
1: i did because it would have fit perfectly there um and uh yeah so i mean perfect example brain dead
0: and i mean i've already done two puns in this episode so i think we're past our quota anyway so it's okay
1: yeah well i I mean there is an opportunity for at least one more so yay
0: well hey let's make it big then huh There you go. Fuck you,
1: man. Fuck you. Mine was going to be for the next song.
0: (laughs) You could have had this one. You've set it up so well. Like, oh, I'm going to work towards this one. Let's make it big. Alrighty then, that is song number 10, though, that we're moving on to, Let's Make It Big. So that previous note I had, that's where it kind of comes back into this one, because now I remember what the hell this song was. (laughs) Song question mark, more of a skit again. Mm -hmm. Not as good as the last one, though, but it's still a skit nonetheless. And this is where I ask, why is this track? Not what, but why? Because uh, breaking down the song real quick, the lyrical analysis that we always do, or as far as I can tell, uh, a host introducing four different contestants that are very different. They all have musical styles behind them as well. Yes. And just, it doesn't go anywhere or do anything. I I, I read this whole point because I even explained the contestants extremely briefly. The host vocals are irritating. The metal guy has some straightforward 80s, 90s metal backing. That sounded fine. Contestant number two reminds me of something I would hear in Valley Girl by Frank Zappa. (laughs) Contestant three, didn't we already use this alien type effect in another previous track? How many effects did they have access two and contestant four i'm not sure if this impression would go over well these days
1: okay so i do want to talk on behalf of mr squealy who is a robot not an alien just letting you know and uh i assume it's just an eastern european man or a borat
0: something along the lines of that yeah yeah but I don't know, but here in 2022, I'm not personally saying anything about it, but I know Accent Humor doesn't go over too well anymore, let's just say all. that.
1: Not at all. That's why I'm
0: saying maybe it doesn't sit too well nowadays. Yeah. Um, this, it was only three minutes and 25 seconds, should have been tremendously shorter. <laughs> because <laughs> I just, I, I can't get behind this one. Um, any interest I had in the different stylings in this song ended a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah um again i I like the sound of the metal part that's cool but my god whoever's doing the host voice who you need to go into solitary confinement for a while and just not speak ever again
1: that's just a speaking voice though is it not
0: i don't know but just the way like the melody of the voices and how the bass is playing with the voice it just oh it drove me nuts i did not like it
1: it it wasn't the clapping in the back going
0: I'm fine with the clapping. It was like literally the vocal melody of yeah. like the way he was talking. I am the host who, uh, uh, or whatever the fuck yeah. it was like. Ooh,
1: ooh, uh, uh,
0: ooh, ooh, uh, uh, yeah. Head, Headbutt a brick. I will do it. And then he can do it. That's fine. Yeah.
1: Um. So anything I say is pretty much just going to go over what you said. Uh. Just rundown of the song quote song. Um, when I first heard the song, didn't really like it. Uh, the music is just a bed for a ridiculous spin on the show. Let's make a deal and the dating game. Um, and yeah, I now think this song is hilarious. And the best part to me is Mr. Squealy, the robot, because he actually had enough uh, decorum to say back to you, Bob. Thank you.
0: Metal and guy I kind of said something like that. He's just like, how about that? Whatever. And then burps for a while.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess Eh, he was gross, Um, but I did like that. The uh, the Valley girl, um, I forget her name already, Uh, but uh, she pretty much went on there just to make fun of her friends for not making the show.
0: And then the host (laughs) wanted to fuck her.
1: Yes, 100 percent. But at the end, he does say he drives a Buick, so I don't know if that makes him more or less attractive. <laughs> I drive a I drive a Buick Enclave and the back seats are stowaway. Wink.
0: Oh my God here. He's driving a lemon. <laughs> what a car. I'm not much of a car guy, but I do know that like a lemon's one of the most piss poor things you can have.
1: Yeah. I bought one before. Terrible.
0: And I bet you loved it. every moment of it.
1: Oh my God, it was fucking terrible. Kate, little side note. So, my I used to drive a little Chevy Cavalier, perfect car, loved it. It ran it into the ground, had to get rid of it. So, I bought a Pontiac Sunfire. It was awesome. It was black, two door. I felt like a badass. This was like the late 2000s, had a sunroof, everything. So, my boyfriend at the time, uh, he was a little shit disturber, hence, ex-boyfriend now and we're driving and he keeps honking my horn and I'm like stop fucking doing that so he keeps doing it so I slammed on the brakes when I slammed on the brakes my wheels turned in my subframe broke because when I bought it the uh, safety and all of the paperwork around it was forged and I drove that car for one month until I couldn't drive it anymore very pissed and I'm still pissed when I tell that story and that happened 15 years ago (laughs) Oh, it makes me so mad. I'm mad at him and I'm mad at the person I bought the car from.
0: One or the other has to be pretty stupid, huh? Song number 11. I fucking hate you so
1: much. God damn it. That's what that shitty grin was, wasn't it? Thank you for
0: these (laughs) natural setups. I love it. Oh, for
1: fuck's sake. You know what? That's what I'm here for. That's what
0: I'm here for. We're going to have to talk about bugs if I want to do something with daddy long legs, but (laughs) I don't know if that's going to work properly. But anyway, song number 11 stupid.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: All right. So aside from the bass and guitar in this track, I didn't like much about this track at all no no. Uh, it's reusing a lot of ideas from previous tracks and just again playing too heavily into influences so it's just it's hard for me to think anything about the song is interesting Uh, they do like this beastie uh, Beastie style of like vocal tag teaming like passing phrases back and forth everything like that that's fine but I still hate their style of rapping still very cringy don't like it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's not that I can't have fun with music like obviously there's other tracks in the song that like life for example not life uh yeah life and cake fuck things like that that i was able to have fun with i can have fun with music but like so i'm not trying to be a scrooge but i mean at the same time like it songs lose their fun when you keep recycling old ideas and you don't have much creativity in an an album that's otherwise had a lot of creativity in it so i don't know this song really fell off for me I, i don't know what else to say
1: um so I don't mind the song in the grand scheme of things um my first note just says much funk much bass so nice um I really like the riffs that everyone okay so now this is this is an image that I had in my head here so I don't know how to describe this other than I really like riffs that everybody playing a stringed instrument can pull up the neck on the last chord you know what i mean they play something and they're like and then they all pull it up on the last chord and they just like do it all very
0: choreographed
1: oh i fucking love it's it's like when you do it all the time it's super cheesy but if you don't see it for a while you're like okay that's that's kind of still kind of cheesy, but kind of cool at the same time. I did like that. I could see that in this song, hundred percent. Um, it is a fun song to me, but sometimes I think that the overuse of sound effects and voices is sometimes too much. Uh, it really depends what mood I'm in, but I feel like the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, it's just, it's too all over where there's just too much sort of you're, you're adding these sound clips and whatnot. And I don't know, again, this has happened with other albums where at the time it was like innovative or it was the thing to do, but listening to it in 2022 is like, okay, it's just, it's stop doing that. Um, which I mean, they did. Um, with the exception of the record scratching or whatever that is, um, I... What did I put? I didn't even put anything else after that noise, but with the exception. But that was it. Anyways, I like the record scratching. I said that earlier. Say it now. Um, and and yeah, uh, I guess little side note uh, out of curiosity. I did a search where that prank call in the middle of the song came from. And apparently there's some sort of like, I don't know some tapes I guess it was just sort of like early 90s cranky anchors um but uh this guy had continuously called the same place so this one that's why he gets so fucking pissed right at like right at the beginning when he realizes what's happening because the guy will not get off the business owner's case and when I read that I was like Oh, I feel kind of bad. It didn't make me laugh more. It made me feel bad. I was like, You're just picking on these innocent man? people just
0: for the sake of being yeah. a fucking troll.
1: Yeah. I was like, leave them alone, man. But like, you know, people watch crank anchors. So everybody there's, or what the jerky boys, I guess kind of the same thing. Crank
0: anchors pissed me off.
1: <laughs> I never found that. funny.
0: No, I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Just bothering people for a laugh is just like such shitty behavior. Even, even when I was an edgy ass teenager, I still wasn't much of a pranker at all because I like I didn't want to piss people off like outright. If I was gonna piss them off, it's gonna be for like background reasons. Yeah, ding Not dong. I, Sorry, continue. I, I was gonna, I've done ding dong ditch as a kid. Yeah, like, and when that's I was it. like eight or nine.
1: Yeah, ding dong ditch so they can watch your ass and run home, and that's it. I would well, never the do guy
0: looked at the window and watched me. I saw him look at me from away. <laughs> and then he saw me the next day. He's like, Don't you ever do that again because it was my neighbor, by the way. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, how on. creative. I didn't even like leave the neighborhood. And I was just like, it wasn't me. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Of course god. it wasn't you dumb fat fuck. I could say that because I was a fat kid. I could say that. I'm making fun of my childhood self. I'm not, I'm fat shaming myself as a kid. You can't tell me to stop. I can do that if I want. Oh my
1: God. So when, so when you did like a, a ding dong ditch and stuff like that, did you run fast? Cause you had, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to do some daddy long legs like, segue here.
0: No, I'm pretty sure I was a stumpy little kid. Sorry. Opposite day. Mm. My dad's not tall either, so this isn't going to work for you. I'm not going to make it work for you. Song number 12, Daddy Long Legs. Just shut you the fuck out. Yeah, I know. It
1: hurts. It fucking hurts. Anyways. Anyways.
0: Alrighty then. Uh, so, yeah. So with Daddy Long Legs... Those, well, at least what I, I don't know. Not everyone called them this, but I know this has nothing to do with the song. But Daddy Long Legs, when I was a kid, were those like spider looking things that were like tiny little t- like pea sized bodies legs. with the giant spindly legs. And they're like harmless.
1: Yeah. If
0: I see them in my house, I let them live. i like, you, you do literally nothing. You might eat tiny little bugs. Other than that, like you don't bite me. You don't bother me. You just chill. That's fine.
1: I, I show them to my kitten and then just let her do what she wants. She usually eats them.
0: Fair enough. That's what they'll always do. Oh, yeah. Um, So the song gets off to a good start in the beginning. It's it's pretty heavy and everything. So, of course, I've I've been complimenting the metal portions of this album, like, for the entire album so far. I'm not going to stop now. Yeah. Um, the instrumentals are actually uh, stay fairly cool, even moving into the verse. So that was a nice treat to continue to have. Because usually it cuts off into, like, that, like, really, like, the, the cool funky stuff. I, I like the funky stuff, but, but just, like, that really kind of try hard on the influences type funky stuff. Um, aside from how the, I, I like the metal in the song and like, aside of how I, how did I write the word twice? How back to back? Like <laughs> it is one of those days, isn't it? Crack. Um As much as I like the metal in this song, like it again tends to fall a little flat on delivering anything to keep much of my attention though. And it is unfortunate. Cause again, another song that had like a lot of potential, a lot of good ideas, and not that it didn't execute properly in this one but just I don't know it ended up being not too interesting before too long. This one's nearly 5 minutes long. Yeah. Maybe if they compacted a little more and I don't know maybe made it more exciting in those minutes in the condensed minutes and maybe I would have felt better about it but I don't know. It felt a little flat in this one but I did I still liked it overall though, so I mean that's yeah. still a good thing.
1: I definitely understand about the whole compacting it. Um Listening to it just passively. I'm like, okay, this is fine. It's good. But I do see where, you know, certain sort of, I guess, I don't, I don't want to call them bridges, but I guess they are kind of bridges because they're connecting two different parts, uh, could just have been trimmed a little bit. This could have been trimmed. And then if you just trim each little bit by just a little, you're really just taking off like 30 seconds of the song. You're not taking a huge chunk. just a little bit out of here, out of there. the beginning of this song, I always kind of get visions of like galloping horses just from the drums. Um, I like the drums in this one, fake or not, don't know, couldn't tell, don't care. Um, when the, the music kind of slows tempo after the sort of intro bit, uh, it to me it's just a sick rock song. I like that. I do think that the vocals match this song more than any other on the album. I think the tone or the sort of hitting those high notes, it really fits this sort of metal sound. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, (laughs) uh, I should say this at the end of the album, but I am going to say it now because I really feel it in this song. It totally sucks when you find a band or album you like and there's only one and you'll never get more. And I like this song. I want more of this. It's the second last song of your only album. Piss me off.
0: What if they surprise everyone with like an album like 20 years later, 30 years later?
1: I don't think I'd ever even fucking hear about it until 20 years from now.
0: Yeah, when we covered it on episode 208.
1: Oh, my (laughs) Lord. Yeah, probably. And just my last my last note is just another mental image. But during the song, when they're, well, obviously during the song, but when they're singing, growing taller, growing taller, it kind of goes up in, I I don't know, maybe goes up in scale, I don't know, it just kind of, it feels like it's ascending so i'm imagining i'm in a black and white godzilla movie and i'm standing there just watching godzilla come out of the water and it's getting taller and taller and then eventually i get eaten but that's kind of what i imagine when they sing that and uh that's all i got for this song uh aside I, see,
0: from, I like it i would have imagined um like a david cronenberg like monstrosity just evolving and growing like have you ever seen like the fly with jeff goldblum
1: no the but 80s? i ha- no, but I only know the, uh, you know, the sort of reference to it from The Simpsons, how uh, Treehouse of Horror. Or have you seen
0: uh, The Thing with Kurt Russell?
1: I literally don't watch movies, so I'm just going to say no.
0: Well, just like, I'm just saying that because- I've like, seen this...
1: Tremors. Does that help?
0: No, not at all. <laughs> um, God, fucking Tremors. Uh, no, because Cronenberg's just like the master of like gross practical effects and like- watching jeff uh jeff goldblum slowly mutate into a fly yeah. was extremely graphic even for its time and it holds up uh. so well so I, that's what i'm just saying when i keep hearing the other the end getting taller i'm getting taller like i just imagined yeah. him like mutating this gross weird uh. like daddy long leg looking monster
1: interesting when you say cronenberg i just think of the beer because i like that
0: too bad they're not related. Or maybe they are in some weird deep chain way that I'm not aware of.
1: Weird Kevin Bacon thing.
0: Beer, gross practical effects. They go hand in hand, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alrighty
0: righty then. Well, so we'll move on to the final song of the album. Number 13, Manic Depresso.
1: This is the one that is in the movie.
0: Okay, yeah. This is one you mentioned before. And yeah. the my very first note, like Tiny Tim and a Dr. Seuss story on a bungle backdrop in the verses.
1: 100%. Like, so when... We were uh, doing Bungle's first album. I can't recall if I said this earlier in the show or if I said it to you before we started. Um, But uh, when we did their debut album, this song definitely came to mind when we did quote unquote. And it's funny because I'm pretty sure that somebody had read referenced Bungle on a video of this song on YouTube as well. So after listening to the song, I'm like, I see it. It doesn't, audibly sound the same but the vibe very 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 similar
0: again try to convince me that this band wasn't at least 70 75% influenced by mongle yeah. in some way shape or form
1: yeah i see that
0: minimum 70 <laughs> Yeah. Um, the guitar solo in the middle of the song, fantastic. Really like it. Uh, yes. These guys, and as I mentioned before, and I'm going to cap the, uh, this album really by saying this again, these guys really know metal, and they're really good at, like, fusing these genres and everything like that. They really know how to utilize multiple genres and styles all together, and so it, it, that's why I'm saying, like, even though I, I've naysayed a lot, of, a lot of their, like, compositional choices on this album, I have also said that they're very creative. I've yeah. said that they're like, you know, they know what they're doing. They're smart musicians and they, they, I play, I think they play the metal part so goddamn well. So it's just, it felt fitting to cap the album by leaving a note like that. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, I kind of, um, I, I kind of have to give a, one more bit of a negative note at the end here. Just that the song didn't know how to end yet again. Like, this, other, other songs have done this. The song didn't feel like it knew how to end. It was, like, two different styles battling each other out for the final note. Because yeah. you hear the metal, and then you hear this, like, circusy kind of thing. And then one more note. And then someone's screaming in the dead last second that gets cut off. And I'm just like, just figure something out here, boys. Come on, do something.
1: Yeah. I can I can see that cuz they're they're going back and forth sort of metal circusy metal circusy and then at the end it's just metal circus and then it ends.
0: Yeah, um the, the song as i said it, it, it's interesting it's memorable memorable in the way cuz um as i said like there's The the verses sound like Tiny Tim when he's doing like the high-pitched voice, just kind of describing the scenery and everything. Before, at the end, spoiler alert, he's not very happy at all. He's been lying the entire time. Yep. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. So, like, that stood out to me because I thought that was kind of, like, funny to make it feel like that, I guess. And if they were indeed referencing Tiny Tim in any way... How fucking obscure is that? Yeah. Does, uh, don't do any of tiny our listeners Tim. know who Tiny Tim is? And no, I'm not talking about fucking Charles Dickens.
1: That's the only one I know. No, I've talked about the musician
0: Tiptoe Through the Tulips. You never heard that song? Having a Wonderful Time? Haven't got a lot. I don't need a lot. Coffee's only a dime. You know, living in no. the sunlight. Loving it. Okay, fuck it. He sings a no, very, but, very no, high when you When you do that, I can definitely see the correlation
1: for sure. Yeah, no, he he no sings
0: idea. in a very high falsetto and he plays a ukulele. He's a fucking scary, yeah. was a scary looking guy. He actually died on stage. Uh, performing oh, the song wow. that made him famous. Wow, okay. Uh, which is uh, Tiptoe Through the Tulips, which was a cover song. There you go, there's all your factoids of Tiny Tim for the day. Welcome to the Tiny Tim Podcast. Jesus Christ,
1: I had no idea about
0: that. Fuck. I've I have always even gotten
1: been... any of my notes out yet. Jesus exactly. Christ.
0: But yeah, just uh, I don't know, Like uh, the song had some like memorable ideas in it and interesting interesting enough way to end the album but i just it didn't end properly in my eyes
1: fair i accept that um i do want to piggyback wholeheartedly on you uh complimenting the metal riffs and their execution on this album first note i just love all the metal riffs on this album i like them i think they're done well um it uh this song does make me want to alternate between headbanging and sort of happy dancing. But like, I do like the, the heavier parts a lot. Um, I do imagine. So, okay. Set the scene here. Now, Bozo the Clown. I hope you can imagine him. If not Google it. I imagine Bozo the Clown show and he's in like, you know, the sort of three ring circus. You got all the kids in the audience and the heavy guitar kicks in and the lights turn red and all the kids in the audience are now wearing Slayer shirts. That's what I picture. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, there is just something about the double bass pedal. That is just so, mm, I like it. It's, I hear it a lot more on this track than on a couple of the others where they, they, it is there but this one, I definitely hear it because it kind of leads into that sort of heavier section. And I really like that a lot. And all that right. is it. That is all that I have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, double uh, double kicks can be uh, very magical depending on how they're used. Have you ever heard the song Bleed by Meshuga? That is like uh, one of the most like sought after envied double kick patterns I think anyone has ever talked about in metal. I'm gonna fill up my book with all these things I gotta look up. Now. Yeah, like it's funny because when you listen to it, like you don't initially think of how complicated it would be to keep up a pattern that sounds like that. Yeah. But, oh my God, like all these people who like are super in the metal and music theory and everything like that listen to it, it's like holy shit, like how does this guy have feet anymore?
1: <laughs> Beautiful. A uh, bass drums, bass. I am just Such a fan of the low end that when I hear it and it just pleases my brain and makes the back of my head tingle. I'm like, oh, I want more of this. So any direction you can send me in, I'll go there.
0: Well, you're gonna be a manic depressor finding out that we're at the end of the album, so you can't get any more of that stuff for now, anyway. Ever again question mark. We we actually at the point of recording this. Do not know if you'll ever hear this band again. Maybe they will. Cause maybe the whole trick of them having their website up is like they're building to something. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, watch the, well. the day they open up their website, the brand new album drops that day. Just surprise. That,
1: that would be the most fucked up yet. Awesome. Yet fucked up thing ever.
0: Get people talking. That's what you got to do. Especially in this 2022. Is, you got to do something viral. This is,
1: this is true. That group of five people. Cause I, I'm pretty sure that on Spotify, um, Now, just to kind of get an idea of how many plays they get on Spotify, uh, they have 418 monthly listeners.
0: I wonder how many of those 418 are you, and I wonder how many of those 418 are listening to this show right now.
1: So many. And I know that I've told you uh, off camera now I don't have it. Oh, I do have it right up here. So now, just before we kind of do our, our rankings here, um, I said that I had found them about three years ago. Well, my top songs for 2020 on Spotify, uh, I don't want to give any away because I don't want to say what order they're in, but out of the top 10, five of them are from this album.
0: Jesus.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Five of them. And then if I keep going uh, out of the entire list, I'm almost positive I have the entire album. There is one, two, three, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So even those extra tracks, like the second takes, are on this list. So,
0: and even Gumby, the 45 second song?
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, I have listened to this album at least. Oh, I would be say I would be lying if I said at least 50 times between 50 and 100 for sure.
0: Well, I, yeah. I will say on my Spotify list, uh, I, I won't say which song, but the same Nine Inch Nails song has been number one on my list for three years in a row.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you like it, you like it. And it just won't change.
0: It's such a short song, too, but I won't say which one. Never. I mean, it's probably yeah. on social media somewhere, so you could probably find it, but never. Yeah. But yes, we are at the end of this album, Psychotic Symphony's Eargasm. Maybe you had one of those today. Maybe not. You can let us know down <laughs> in the comments. Yeah, 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 Let us know in the comments of wherever the hell you might be listening to. YouTube, audio, it doesn't really matter. Just let us know. Like, subscribe, rate, comment, share, follow, all those great things. Be part of the musical community. Let us know what you thought of Psychotic, Psychotic Symphony and their album, Eargasm.
1: Yes, please, please. more, Even more than Kevin Gilbert because I know that, that he has many fans. Fans of Toy Matinee, fans of other works that he did. But with this one, I do not think I am ever going to meet somebody in person, in the flesh, that has heard this album or that knows of it. So if you do, if you like it, talk to me about it, please. I need friends more than any other time. This one specifically. Thank you.
0: There you go. You all have homework now, right? Good things about this album.
1: Yes, please. Even bad things. Don't care. I just want to talk about it.
0: Yeah, you haven't any excuse to talk about it, just like we did. I've never heard about it. Now you've got to talk for like an hour with me about it. Yes, I love it. But you're going to find out a lot more than just what I thought about individual songs. Now we're going to find out about song rankings. Woo. Worst to best, album rating. That's coming up later, but first song ranking. So above our heads, boom, graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers, and we have to put songs next to those numbers as per usual. Got to find out what we like, where we're putting it. And to those of you who've been tuning in for a while, you'll know that we, for the last four weeks in a row, have been shut out zero for whatever number it's been. I didn't think it was possible to go four weeks in a row, but I mean, hey, we surprise ourselves all the time.
1: (laughs) Okay. So at the beginning, I wanted to guess what your number one is. Now hearing your review, I'm going to scrap that fucking idea because when I'm like, yeah, I think you'll like this when I listen to it, I'm not even going to venture that no more. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say two at least.
0: I have five question marks because bad. like, again, I like, I'll listen to what you have to say about it. And depending on how much you like a song, I'm like, maybe, or no, not probably not.
1: I have thrown you some curveballs before that have been greatly upsetting. So
0: <laughs> you have like when you praise a song and it's like number two.
1: Yeah, oh my! Fuck, I know. You well, bitch. I, I do have to say, and I will give a little spoiler. No, no position or anything. My top three are all ten out of ten, except for my number one is an eleven out of ten.
0: That doesn't work. You can't score an album like that. Well, we I never agreed this. on an eleven out of ten rule. We
1: n- we never said we didn't.
0: <sighs> that this is a controversial album ranking. Well, then.
1: well, I, I mean, if it wasn't eleven out of ten. It still would have been my number one out of ten out of ten, but I liked it that much, so
0: it was really to prove a point. Okay, moving forward, no eleven out of tens.
1: Okay, fine. Ten this plus my... out
0: of ten, you could do that much. Just to okay, show that how fine. much you love it.
1: All right, this is this is my gimme then. It's my yeah. golden thumb up. It,
0: it's because it's just a secretive album type yeah. thing, it's just such a weird album to get into. Then yes, I'll give you this one. You get okay, one.
1: just the one, and you get one too. But it can't be a Nine Inch Nails
0: album. I us say, you think I would have done that with Year Zero? Yeah, well, you probably did just didn't tell me. <laughs> nope, just tens, because I'm honest. And speaking of honest, I was my ranking, so let's get into it. So song number 13, Stupid.
1: Sex Cells.
0: Sex Cells. Did I have that one as a question mark? Yes, I did, and so that's clearly wrong. Yep. So it's going to go ahead
1: and cross it. Starting off on,
0: a good, on the right foot here. Number 12, Let's Make It Big. Life. Life by Our Lady Peace. Life was also a question mark on my list, so I'll go ahead and cross that one off too. Nice. Number 11, Manic Depresso.
1: Ignorance. We are... Okay.
0: Zero for five. But we can't say that yet. We're not at the end. We've okay. been surprised before. And just one would just break it completely. That's fine. Fair. Uh, ignorance was an X, so that doesn't matter. Uh let's see. Number ten, posers. Stupid. Stupid. I'm so stupid. Plus nine plus ten. Twenty-one? You're stupid. God. <laughs> One of my favorite memes. Okay. <laughs> number number nine, Brain Dead. Let's make it big. Let us make it big. Mac. <laughs> okay. <laughs> number eight, Mr. Cool
1: posers. I'm
0: not happy. Let me just go through the rest of the list here. Mr. Cool. There. Yeah. Okay. There's there is still a chance here. There's still. But it's waning
1: so quickly.
0: There's still four that we can get here. And we got seven songs though. So we will see. Number seven, Sex Cells. Manic Depresso. See, that's that's fine. At least that's 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 all
1: right. Yeah.
0: That's okay. That's okay. That one is a gimme. That's fine.
1: Okay. I do want to say that I just want to warn everybody that if we do get a match, I'm probably going to start smacking my desk and screaming. So just letting you know.
0: And I'll cut it of the podcast. You will just seem crazy for saying that. Fabulous. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is give me number six. Ignorance. God damn it. Maggots with guns. Okay. Okay. There's still three. We are not done yet. Maggots with guns. Okay. So number five, Daddy Long Legs. Brain dead. Okay, there's another one gone. Yes, it is. <laughs> that leaves two. <laughs> number four in is maggots with guns.
1: Gardeners from hell. Ooh ooh.
0: <laughs> now the question is: Are we just about to blow it in one more pick, or are we going to surprise ourselves? If our number, if
1: our number one's fucking matched, I'm going to shit myself on on camera right here.
0: Okay. I don't think Mr. Cool is your number one, so I, I maybe, because my number three is Gardeners from Hell. Mr. Cool. I think I, I think we did it. I think we did it. I think we're good. Number two, Life. It has to be. Yeah. Daddy Long Legs. So that means we broke the streak on a number one song. I am so fucking happy that you like that song so Watch. much. So number one, what's the song? Take fuck. There you go. Oh, I fucking love that song so much. It was instrumental. It felt refreshing, so I liked it.
1: I am so... Okay, not only did we break the streak, your number one is my number one, and I'm so fucking happy.
0: But I love... I love the suspense of having to get all the way to the bottom of the list <laughs> oh just god. to find out it's like a fucking cliffhanger <laughs> oh my I swear my god, god
1: I know oh my god it's like my heart dropped <laughs> it's like it's like a roller coaster oh my god I can't even breathe
0: oh cake fuck was a question mark by the way so yes there we go
1: oh my god I love that song so much Ah, yeah that is awesome I'm so happy
0: that's why I'm also glad you didn't want to try to guess number ones because then we both say cake fucks like wait a minute did we just spoil it and I I'm thought about so, it I'm when, also
1: so happy for not saying that. The
0: way that you described cake fucking like that you you really like that song, I was just like, if we have to just try to guess each other's number once, I'm gonna have to lie just to throw her off. Like I'm gonna have to say Mr. Cool. Uh,
1: well, just listening to it, I was like, um, okay, I thought that you'd like uh Meg is with guns just because it kind of, you know, seemed sort of different. Um, but I also thought that you would like um what is it? Yeah, no, I was definitely Megas with Guns. Well, that was my and number think,
0: four, so not bad.
1: And I think maybe Brain Dead, but I was definitely off base with that one.
0: Yeah, that one didn't do a whole lot for me.
1: Yeah.
0: But hey, I'm number scary. four for Megas with Guns. But yeah, the more important thing is we finally broke the streak. We're not over five. Ugh.
1: That's
0: we fucking are, sick. We, for our, yeah, we're, we got one out of the last five episodes. <laughs> but whatever. It's finally something to match on. It's a number one song, too, so that's even more impressive.
1: Oh, that is awesome. It has been a very long, long time since we matched number
0: ones. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and think on the podcast because it's just going to be like dead air, but the I'd only have to go thing back and look. I can think
1: of is The Eagles.
0: Which I know it's been sooner than that. Yeah. I know. Maybe Animals is Laters? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look. Yeah, we're gonna have to, but that's uh, that's then. This is now, and now yeah. we have to go on to the album rating screen. So, yeah, yeah, uh, we match our number ones here. So, maybe we can uh, I, I doubt we're gonna match album scores, but oh, let's see how no. close we indeed get to transition. Yeah, for the second last time this season, here it is the album rating screen. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. The waiting room is shrinking because we're no longer accepting visitors. That is until season three. Yeah. So there's only two to get through, and one of them happens to be Psychotic Symphony with Eargasm. And, of course, the album that we did last week is up there on the board. Oh, where is it? The A tier. Frank Sappa with apostrophe just next to Primus there. Hey, Frankie, how you doing, buddy? Yo, sir. Obviously, it's a good enough album that it ended up in the A- minus tier. So the question is, where does Psychotic Symphony go in all this chaos mm-hmm. that is the ranking screen now? I'm pretty sure, or rating screen, I should say. I'm pretty sure you want me to go first. You know, this Damn is your right. album, and I made you go first for Zappa. Just That's kind of the order of how we usually do things on these occasions.
1: Yeah, whoever picks the album gets to put the other one through torture by making fun of their score before they release theirs.
0: More or less, and I, I know you're probably not going to be too pleased with mine.
1: Uh, <laughs> Alrighty, I don't care. Our our number one's matched, and I'm so excited about that. You can give it a 50. I don't give a shit.
0: Well, the good news is I didn't give it a 50. Yes. Excellent. The bad news is it's lower. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: i serious i would just knock my camera right off and just leave
0: i i rated it, a hole in the wall. rated it lower than brooks and dunn no <laughs> uh, but no i i managed to keep this one afloat in the c tier not even c minus but c tier at 63.84 percent i don't know it wasn't a bad album but it's just kind of like the bush scenario where it played way too hard into its influences it's just like I get you're trying to find your own identity, but the fact is, this is their only album, so that's a problem.
1: You know what? That really hurts my feelings, Um, but I can't care too much because if it ends up in the B tier, surprise. If it ends up in the C tier, at least Rush, Eagles, Dream Theater, whatever. It's in good company. My score is 81.54. I don't know how anyone thought it would be any lower.
0: Yeah, I didn't know where it was going to end up for you. I thought it was going to be somewhere, in like, maybe in the high 70s, but you put it in the low 80s. So, hey, that's not bad at all. So, wait, what did it get? 81.52? 5.4. As four. if that matters. Not a whole lot because it's pretty solidified where it is now with our combined scores. It does indeed end up in the B-minus tier wait. at 72.69%
1: that is between the queens of the stone age and billy talent
0: so somewhere uh, not somewhere right here exactly right here
1: That shit's not that bad though
0: no it's still managed on the top tier which means oh man daughters gets knocked down i like that album Eh,
1: redux
0: yeah yeah, more or less in your part i don't think my scores changed too much i i really like the album as it was
1: yeah I I like I've said before, I feel like I've gotten better at reviewing, even though I'm still kind of trash at the beginning. I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. So I would love to do like the first five albums again at some point, whether we do it through Kofi, whether, you know, we ever open a Patreon, just do the first five again. And just that's it, you know, eventually down the road.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of work to do, but maybe we will one day. But for now, maybe. this is the way the list is going to look.
1: Yeah, I'm pleased, very pleased.
0: Please, just punch. Yeah, yeah. Well, another B minus album, or just another B album in general. But the idea is that doesn't really matter. The fact is, it's still good enough to get into the B tier. And we finally broke this the shutout streak. We were one song away from going zero for five. <laughs> yeah. But no, we we did it. We matched our number ones. Cake. Fuck. Great title, great song, gets our number one matches.
1: Fuck yeah, 100%. Ever since I heard that song, it just completely overshadowed everything else in the album. Like, I love this song. I will always love this song. And doing this review did not change it at all. So
0: Fantastic. And just remember, don't don't confuse it with cake farts. But if you need to feel the Google cake farts, go right ahead and do that. I'm going to do that after we're done recording here because it's just that damn funny. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, it, it's childish but it's somehow still funny
1: anyways i did, I did so, write it in my notebook so i could look it up
0: it just involves a woman in the cake i'll tell you that okay much. never
1: mind i'm taking that
0: off do it oh my god please do it there's no it's fine it's not porn
1: Okay, so what what is our, what is the thing for next week? Continue on, please. Let's move on. Oh, we'll
0: get to that in a minute because right now I just want to thank everyone for making it this far through the episode, especially on an album that you've likely never heard of, so maybe you gave it a shot, maybe you didn't. But regardless, we thank you for being here, so thank you very much for checking out the episode, hanging out with us, and hopefully you did check out the album so that way you can let us know all what you thought of it, like let us know your song rankings, where would you put it on our prestigious album list, what do you think it deserves, who do you disagree with? Whatever, yeah. let us know. Like, comment, rate, subscribe, share, follow, all those great things. As I've mentioned before, musical community. Let's keep doing it. And remember, you can find us everywhere. You can even listen us on social media. You can find us everywhere. And especially at rate the That's where our hub, our home for everything. That's where all the links are. So by all means, go there, rate the where you can find all the social medias, leave comments, do whatever you want, send emails. It's all there. And so is Kofi.com slash rate the record. Mm-hmm. If you want to support the channel financially, completely optional. It is there. And you, you can find it at Kofi.com slash rate the record or at rate the record.ca. Regardless, you have options. Both are in the description below wherever you're watching this audio. Or, yeah, if you listening to audio, watching video, it's in the description down below or in the description on your screen. I don't know. Audio is different. I keep thinking of the YouTube mm-hmm. portion of it.
1: And if you ever want to send me money uh, just to me. Uh, you can send it to Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Thank you.
0: Set up like an illegal wire transfer or something like that.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I consistently remember that address, but yeah.
0: What is that, is that significant there. in is any it, way?
1: Yeah. It's Scruff McGruff, the crime dog from like the 80s and 90s. Ah, how it's obscure. just it's, If you send them something, they like send you some sort of, I don't know, some, you know, street smart kid package or something
0: hey guys it's chris here with an editor's note Uh, at this point our zoom call actually crashed and we were terrified that we lost absolutely everything in this whole ordeal but thankfully we didn't that's why you got the entire episode out of this but i had to cut out a giant chunk of time where we were just panicking and talking about what would happen if we didn't have the episode so it's going to transition really weird from here just wanted to throw that in anyways thank you for listening uh, that, that's our cue to get the hell out of here as quickly as we can. But before we go, we'd want to give you uh, a hint about next week's episode, and just let you know that it, yes, it is indeed the final episode of season two. Season two's been a behemoth—like twenty-five episodes, twenty-six all together. Uh, considering the first season was like what seventeen yeah, episodes or 17, eighteen or something 18. like that. Oh my god! Yeah, because I did that stupid fucking five A five B. I'm I'm sorry I ever did that. But regardless, it is it's there now, and we just got to work with it and live yeah. with it. Regardless. Two has been huge. Three likely won't be as big, but it'll still like seem like a fairly decent season. Yeah. And we'll also be introducing a uh, mid season breaks next year, kind of like a uh, next season, like we did with this yeah. one. So yeah, that's something to look forward to breaks. yay! Yeah, and um, we
1: actually already have all of season three, if not the majority of it planned out. And some of the uh, albums that we have coming up, I'm actually really excited for. So I think you guys are going to really like it
0: we got we got some pretty big albums yeah. coming in the next season. It's gonna be fantastic and like uh I don't know, imagine the show will look too different, but who knows? And something anything could happen in the few weeks that we're off. I could be like, you know what, we're we're gonna be upside down yeah. from now my,
1: on. My my backdrop's gonna change. My whole setup's gonna change. So I'm excited for I that. I do
0: I do want to move my computer literally over from this desk over to the next yeah. one I have, but it'd be a whole different angle. I could put up more posters on this side of the wall. I yeah. can really just fill up my space. Nice. We will see. I mean, we don't... We're going to be up for like, what? Three weeks. Yeah. Uh But also in that three weeks, uh, we're going to have like plenty of bonus content too. We got the best of season two. We got... Uh, we're going to rank our number ones. It's a bonus video coming yeah. out. A free bonus video. So not just Kofi. This one's free. It's going to be on YouTube. Yeah and uh savannah's got like one of her uh, i love this song videos she's been talking to me behind the scenes about releasing one i did one all the way yeah. for nine inch nails and now she has one coming out so that'll be perfect to fill that yeah spot. i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna offer a uh, a get well basket of all these videos and then i'm taking a week vacation
0: <laughs> exactly Oh, and also the best part, I just want to say about season three, although we could talk about it next week, too. But I just want to mention that, like, uh, obviously our one year is coming up uh-huh. uh, in season three, very early on in season three, too, because, you know, it's like the end of August type yeah. thing. Uh, I, I won't give away too much, but we do have something planned for the one year episode. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. And we have another bonus video planned for the one year anniversary, too, that we've been discussing for months. Yes. Uh, and we are technically still planning I don't want to say what that means but we are planning the video right now so it's gonna be a lot of fun I think it's gonna be great Excellent. but I mean that's all of them we're skipping way ahead of ourselves it is the final episode of season two next week and we there is a band not just us like reminiscing about the season this band is an English band who has done a lot of work in the indie rock garage rock and post-punk revival scene and the album we're looking at is their debut album that actually has been named one of the greatest debut albums of all time the strokes Fuck Wait, no! Are they American? Are they American? They very well might be. I don't know too much about the Strokes. <laughs> they're probably right, American.
1: The Strokes.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Once they get their visas, for, working visas for England, <laughs> then I will completely change who we're doing next week. Uh, but yes uh, so take your time guess what we're doing I'm pretty sure if the video viewers you saw in the waiting room there uh, the the picolary image we have you probably already know who it is I think it's pretty obvious yeah. especially if you're a fan of the band uh, but if you don't know that's great that means you'll have to wait until next week to find out who it is so make sure you come on by next week to check out the final episode of season 2 uh. and see who the band is hanging out with us so until then go listen to some awesome music and we will see you again real soon so take care friends bye